We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is the Big K Morning Show. Thank you for choosing us. Larry Richard with Marty Griffin. So yesterday, the announcement came as of... December 20th, all employees, patients, and visitors will be required to wear a face mask at all UPMC facilities. Joining us is Chief Medical Officer Dr. Don Yeely. Doc, good morning. Good morning to you. What's up, my man? This is a big deal, I think. Tell us why. Well, throughout the entire pandemic, one of our goals has been to make sure that the people that we serve and the people who serve together with us are as safe as possible while we're delivering that care. And we have kept close tabs on the COVID-19 and the influenza, RSV, and other threats, the activities not only in our communities, but in the places where we deliver that care. In between periods of time now, when, when the COVID-19 and flu activity was not particularly high, we devised a plan that would inform us when we had to take different actions. And it's smart to do that before you're in the cauldron. And uh, this last past uh, week or so, we entered into the thresholds that said, you know what, to do this as safely as possible, it's time to reinstitute fully that protective measure. We never fully demasked. So in the areas of the hospital where the most vulnerable people were getting their care or coming for a visit, that remained masked all throughout because those people are at very high risk. We think it's now time for a period to mask to keep everybody safe. And Doc, what do you say to the naysayers that say all oh, those masks don't work? They do work. So obviously, randomized, controlled, and blinded trials are hard to do with masking. It's hard to blind whether or not someone has a mask on or off. And it's hard with behavioral interventions, in other words, wearing a mask, uh, to do that type of research. But what we know from national trials, when you put them all together, and our own experiences, are that people who are masked are much less likely to come in contact with the virus. Not zero chance, but much less likely. We know that from looking at our own transmission data, that uh, it's very rare for us to see transfer the virus when the two people involved in an exchange are both wearing a mask. Conversely, when neither's wearing a mask, it happens much more frequently. Hey man, come on, you've been at this a while. You're one of the best in the country. You don't do this stuff willy-nilly. You do it because you have a concern. I mean, come on, you have a concern, sir. Do you not? Absolutely. We've seen an increase in the number of people with a COVID-19 infection recently. And while things are better than they were two years ago, it still can be a very difficult illness and it still kills people. Secondly, influenza is beginning to rise more and more. And influenza we've known for decades happens on a seasonal basis and it hurts many people very much like, although a different virus, COVID-19. Same is true of RSV. 
Uh, we want to make sure we're protecting you from all three. And, and this simple intervention done a little bit more broadly and only during the periods in which peak activity is happening really does allow us to keep everyone safe. Hey Amen. About 7 million adults, fewer, have gotten the flu shot. The vaccination rate for the COVID booster, 17% of adults and only 8% of kids. People are ignoring this, which is why you end up having to do this stuff, isn't it? Well, they're overlapping. So the vaccine won't prevent your uh, risk of getting COVID-19 or influenza. But what it does is it, as an individual, prepares you to fight any infection that you come in contact with. And it just makes sense to have your body ready for it. Uh, The downsides to the vaccines, although often focused on by people, are really infrequent and rare. I'm not saying zero, but they're very, very rare. The downsides of each infection are real and always much higher. I am um, dismayed that more people aren't availing themselves to both the flu and the COVID-19 vaccine, particularly if you're a little bit more mature or you have any of those higher risk conditions. We now have collective immunity that's better against COVID-19 than it was two or three years ago, but that doesn't mean it's the optimal immunity for each one of us. And that's why each of those vaccines makes a lot of sense. We're with Dr. Don Yealy, Chief Medical Officer at UPMC. Doc, so a lot of people also wondering if you contract COVID, have the protocols changed for your own treatment? Well, a couple of years ago, we had monoclonal antibodies that were very effective in extinguishing the symptoms from COVID-19 and preventing many of the, the complications. That particular group of interventions isn't available anymore for COVID-19. We still have antiviral drugs. Paxlovid, you've heard of, is a combination of two different agents uh, that we can use in COVID-19. Given the changes in the virus and in individual people's uh, own immunity, it still has an effect, but the effect is much lower than we thought and observed maybe a year and a half, two years ago. So we have tools. Uh, they have some effect. We just deploy them a little bit more selectively now because of the changes. What you'd want us to do is to continually understand and re-understand what the virus does to us individually and collectively. And that's how we base all of our decisions, whether it's about masking or use of antivirals. You don't want me to give you uh, information from two years ago. That won't necessarily serve everybody well. Hey, man, are you going to hand me a mask when I come into the hospital? And uh, is this all facilities? And will you ask me to leave if I refuse? We will hand you a mask, uh, a surgical mask, if you do not have one available and talk with you about the right way to wear it. We will encourage coax and, and do everything we can to have you be compliant. We will always serve your health care needs. And uh, the goal of the exercise isn't punitive or ejection. It's about making sure people are safe, both those seeking care and those giving care. Uh, we have found before that the vast majority of uh, misunderstandings or uh, willingness not to uh, mask really can be overcome with conversation between uh, people who work with us and the people who are coming to visit. Appreciate your input as always, Doc. Thanks. Uh, it's a big step, though. Do you? Before <laughs> you go, last question. Do you sense that other areas outside of hospitals may reinstitute the masking? Well, some sites uh, in the region have already expanded their masking. Uh, many sites 
had more selective masking. We're just going to a, a broader uh, masking. If you want to know where it has to happen at UPMC sites, it's any place a patient could be. Yep. Uh, that's just okay. a simple way to look at it. So it wouldn't include offices that were administrative completely. Uh, we have shared uh, the structure of our plan with other uh, medical leaders around the region. Uh, they'll use their own data and their own planning uh, to decide whether or not they need it. And so it wouldn't be a surprise to me that some uh, choose a path that's similar to UPMC and some might choose a path that's different. It's because they have uh, a different local community and a different uh, experience. Uh, I think all sites are asking themselves, uh, should we do this and are we watching the right uh, triggering events to make sure that we make the best decisions. Hey, Doc, what about the defiant ones who hate you for this? Because you know they're out there, because I've heard from them already. What do you tell them? You know, job number one is to make sure that when we're providing your care that we're doing it safely, and that's the reason behind this. There's no other agenda. Um, I understand throughout the past three or four years, uh, some people have attached other thoughts to how the pandemic was handled, that's not my role and it's not our role at UPMC. So uh, I don't have uh, strong feelings about people who have those beliefs. But what I can promise you is this is a group of medical experts that include physicians, nurses, pharmacists who make these decisions. And it doesn't have anything else to do with uh, broader social commentary. Dr. Don Yeely, Chief Medical Officer at UPMC. Again, thank you, sir. Have a great weekend. Take care. Bye-bye. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.